Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget, Bowler is going to join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, so make sure and stay tuned for that. We're trying to have a little fun. Gordon, uh, I, I've got um, I've got a broader question I want to ask you, uh, but I, I do have a very specific reason for bringing it up. But have you ever made a major decision, and this is getting back to one of Gordon's favorite movies, of course, The Family Guy, or no, Family Man? What's that terrible Nick Cage movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever made a, a pivotal decision in your life that you wish you could go back and do over again? Pivotal. No, I pretty much like uh, like the decisions I've made. What about a little thing? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> uh well, I <laughs> I might have decided to buy a different car or something along those lines. Jeez. You know, For the fourth time yeah, in three months, or? right? That's that's where you go. I, I, I would have thought you would have said you wish like your engagement would have gone smoother. No, my engagement was a dream. Which one? You proposed in a parking lot. Yeah, but the, see, I did all the heavy lifting up in a very romantic spot in the mountains. Uh, I just chickened out to, 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 to bring the ring out in that moment and th- you're right that is a regret i wish i had done it there. see that's all i was looking for yeah you, but instead of the parking lot you you went with the the spot that you <laughs> picked out initially <laughs> well the spot i was at the day the night before was a beautiful beautiful setting on a beautiful night and everything was perfect Except for my mind wasn't completely straight at that moment, and so I, I, it gave me another twenty-four hours to to uh, be absolutely certain. And then that that magical time in the Albertsons parking lot. <laughs> it was in a parking lot. I do regret that. You're you're right. That, that, that's that's all. However, I'm that's however, all I'm we saying. had my wife and I, uh, my my uh, fiance to be. We had gone on a nice walk that night, and we we just ended up in a parking lot. I don't know. I don't Budget know be why. damned walk, huh? And I was and I wasn't even in a car. Uh, it was just we just happened to be standing in a parking lot. Oh man, that sounds horrible, doesn't it? Well, it doesn't sound ideal, and that's why I bring it up. That's all. Especially yeah, well, now knowing in the rearview mirror that you had nothing to worry about, so no reason to chicken out. You know. I know. Why in the world would I have not done it? I mean, when you consider my wife and all the things that she has going for her, what, what was the hesitation in me? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's why I'm saying maybe that's I mean, a good she example. She should have been the one with the hesitation, right? Well, yeah. <clears throat> I wasn't going to say it. Uh, How about Austin, you? Austin, is there is something something in your mind? We we only have three hours left of the show. We don't have enough time. <laughs> uh, well, come on, Austin, give us one. All the thing. colleges I uh, paid tuition to for no reason. Yeah, that's a big regret I have. 
Okay, my mine's similar. I like there were some classes that I took early on in college that I wish I would have taken more like, seriously. Like, oh, I thought you were gonna say that you wish you wouldn't have taken like history. No, no, no. Oh, I, I love history. Yeah, history's great. I liked every history class I took, except for there was maybe a history class or two at the beginning that I didn't take as seriously as I should have. Well, that's that's a comment. So how has the history class served you? Oh, I love history. But there's well, the, there's the history channel. They don't need to pay tuition for that. Oh, I know yeah, more. Than, I know you... more than those people do. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> One day we'll see. I Jake. minored in it. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, got some life Jay Catch majored in it. Did he really? Yeah, he's a history uh, graduate, Jay Catch. Really? Yep. I had no idea. So uh, can I back this up and ask you, Austin, what uh, were, you insinuated? That, did you drop out a lot, a lot of schools? Everywhere I went, I dropped down, yep. Every, you name them. I've been to every school in the state, pretty much. And, and you decided at what point that, nah, I'm going to bag this? Probably third grade. <laughs> what was the matter with snow? I didn't go to snow. <laughs> no. Went there for a couple youth conferences, though. That's why I probably didn't attend school there. Dixie? No, I didn't go to Dixie. No, no. But, like, the uh, name, the big ones, yeah. SUU? Salt Lake Community? I, 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 long story about SUU. Had a, had a small scholarship offer to SUU at one point and said, no thanks. Decided not to go for it? Yeah. Uh, College of Eastern Utah, or whatever they call Does it. Does that in, exist? I, it's the one in Price. I think Utah it's like, State East yeah, whatever. is what it is. Uh-huh. No, I didn't go there. Right? I had a buddy B- who B- went B- there for a year. BYU, Utah, uh, Slick, UVU, loved UVU. Didn't graduate, though. So. What? You uh, what? Why did Weber you State. Move? What? Oh, yeah. Well, why did you move around so much? Because I hated every second of everywhere. <laughs> That'll be so you- three grand to not pay attention and be bored out of your mind. Yeah, but the whole idea is to do, uh, to learn and get your degree. Nah. <laughs> Not I'm, you? I'm fine. Well, you're in good company. Bill Gates dropped out of uh, Harvard, yeah, yeah. right? And he and I, we're, we're very similar. Very similar. <laughs> it is a re- okay. I, it's a regret that I didn't get a degree. Okay, sure. so let's fine. cover it fine. again. Let's, let's cover it again. BYU, Utah, Weber State, and Slick. And UVU, yeah. And UVU. All right, if we were, Jake, if we were to ask Austin, give us like one sentence for each school. I think Jake was going somewhere with this, but anyway. I was, but now he's grilling you for some reason. Yeah. No, no, no. What to, give us Give us a one sentence synopsis. Of all of them together? Yeah. A uh, big fat the, waste of, of time wait, and money. Wait, one at a time. Oh, oh. BYU. <laughs> Different religion than I believe in. <laughs> Next. Utah. No religion that I believe. No, just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Just a little uh, expensive, I guess. Weber State. Fine school. Wonderful school. Uh, not a, not a great social life at Weber State. When I don't need to be hanging out with fifty three year old men that are going back to school. Slick. Come on. They're they're, they're cute. What? UVU. They're cute. UVU. <laughs> I loved Slick. Slick was so much fun. UVU is a great place. But it's in Orem. You live in Layton. I do. That's a long way to go. Bit of a trick. Wait, 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 wait. Were you commuting? Uh, for some of these, yeah. What is this? This is your life? What do you want from me here? <laughs> what, where do I put the blood so we can move on? All right, Jake. What were you getting at there? Sorry. So there's a report out of San Antonio from Jabari Young, who's a, a Spurs insider for somebody, um, who said this. 
Oh, yeah, Jabari. He's been on with us. That's right. Friend of the show, Jabari. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, nobody. They're lost. <laughs> anyway, uh, some guy. Uh, Spurs insider Jabari Young. Uh, said this about LaMarcus Aldridge, quote, I think at the end of the day, some way, somehow, LaMarcus will be back in Portland. And uh, there's been some other, like, online Twitter hints that he'd like to play with Damian Lillard again. Uh, But remember that his parting from Portland in the first place wasn't exactly uh, rosy, right? There was a a lot of kind of rumors that he was jealous of Damian Lillard, that Lillard was the star, and Aldridge thought he should be and needed to go somewhere else. Uh, But I, I find this report interesting because, you know, just because what's true today won't be true tomorrow and the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Sometimes, maybe. But, I mean, he went to a, a franchise like the Spurs, and it's gone all right for him there. But he's certainly not the star he was, I would say, when he was playing in Portland, when he was making so all-star re- teams hands down no-brainer. So you think he regrets that decision? I don't know. But but isn't it interesting? Look at the athletes' decisions, and you wonder. I mean, obviously, a lot of Jazz fans will go to Gordon Hayward. How would things have been if he had a do-over on that one, right? Does he regret that decision? Would he stay uh, have stayed with the Jazz if he would have known his future? You know, we've talked about Darren Williams, who's been contrite about uh, his career after he left Utah, and maybe he didn't appreciate it as much as when he was here. But, I mean, we could look across sports. Do you think Carl Malone regrets going to the Lakers for a year? Right. You know, something along those lines. You know, uh, I don't know, like Deion Sanders went to San Francisco and, and uh, the Dallas, but won some more Super Bowls, right? But does he regret leaving Atlanta? I don't know. You know, you think of, of moves, you know, will Tom Brady regret going to Tampa Bay? Should Do you think he would uh, do it again to stay in uh, New England when it's all said and done? You know, in some ways, I admire people who are willing to try something different. Uh, even if it doesn't, uh, it doesn't work out the way Thank they pictured you. it in their mind. Yeah. That wasn't a compliment for me. Uh, I mean, I tried six different colleges, even though. They well, yeah, I mean, it's one thing. It's one thing to move once or twice. It's ah. another to become a nomad. <laughs> okay. You know? Do you remember, uh, like, the? Do you remember the receiver for the the Cowboys? Alvin Harper, who played across from Michael Irvin, and everybody thought he was awesome. And then he goes to Tampa Bay and just falls off the map. Hmm. There must be good reasons. I mean, the, well, I, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people make decisions that they end up. It, it just is the reality is different than what they had in mind. I, mean, I don't know how else to describe it or else they wouldn't make a decision like that. Or maybe he got paid. Right. Well, I mean, that's always part of it. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge got paid. Yeah. You know, I like here's so did Darren Williams. True, true, true. There's a lot of these in baseball. Like Robinson Cano makes more money than God himself. But does he regret leaving the Yankees? He hasn't been relevant since the day. He hasn't had a base hit, I don't think, for six years. (laughs) (laughs) How about Albert Pujols? Do you think he regrets going to that hole of a team in Southern California? I think he should regret making it a whole of a team in Southern California. <laughs> See, I think he might be different because he knew he was washed. He knew he was 51, yeah, he not knew, 31. He knew he was finished. And he's like, I've got to swindle somebody out of some money How much do you think he paid to get his uh, his birth certificate uh, rearranged like that? Or is that, was he a case where the birth certificate just sort of disappeared? I don't I don't know. I don't know the answer to the birth certificate. But whatever, if the, if that were the case, he had money to pay it. That's for sure. 
How about how about somebody like Antonio Brown, who yeah. who probably looks at it and goes, "Wow, Pittsburgh bending over backwards for years to put up with my crazy shenanigans was pretty good. I had it yeah. pretty good there." And now look at me. Although some people, they they make a decision, they make a mistake, they make another decision, they make another mistake, and they just keep on in that that path. You know, I mean, that, that, I don't know if there's a disconnect between the ears or what, but you you see, isn't that it? Isn't that what Grandpa used to always say? Don't don't make one decision, one bad decision, turn into another. Yeah. Do you think Dominique Wilkins looks back and says, "Man, I should have stayed with the Jazz." <laughs> well, didn't the Jazz, didn't they sell him or something? Or did they? What, I thought uh, they did that with Buck. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought, wait, well, that was a Gail Goodrich trade, wasn't it, or something? Who, Buck Johnson? I don't know. I can't remember. I have to check that out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, these these players that have we, we think are, are destined for greatness and then abruptly change. You wonder if they'd go back and do it again. I mean, it, Darren Williams might be the perfect example because his career was really never the same. I know he made, what, two All-Star games for the Nets, so it's not like he was out of the league. But he was certainly never considered one of the best point guards in the NBA again. Well, he certainly made a lot of money. However, he could have made that money in Utah, too, right? Well, Chris Paul is still playing, and Darren Williams green. isn't, right? Yeah, it's just as green here as it, would, it was back in the, with the Nets. What about Jason Pierre-Paul? He would have he's, gone he's back and not— four fingers left. Not blown off his hand. But he's still one of the top-paid defensive linemen in the NFL. So maybe he doesn't care. And now he's playing with Tom Brady in, in uh, St. Louis, Tampa Bay. And now he just has to pick his nose with his middle finger. Well, I was going to say, should he have regrets about that, or has it worked out just fine? There's no way he looks down at his mangled hand every day and goes, you know what, that was a pretty good decision. <laughs> that's that's just flat mean. What's flat mean? <laughs> Jake Scott, you are just a mean person. Austin asked me if he would regret it. Of course he did. He should have Google it. not done that. Well, I mean, do you think he meant to do that? No. But don't you think if he could gone, go back in time and not done that, that he would have not done that? I bring this up because last week someone threw shade his way about his hand and he said, I'm still richer than you or something like that. Yeah, right. And uh, oh, he hit him with his wallet. Insinuating, I'm fine. I didn't. It was not a big deal. Yeah, I'm missing six digits, but I have six more zeros in my bank account. Think of how many player personnel people right now are listening and thinking, oh, my gosh, I oh, if I'd only made a different decision. Oh, yeah, that's I'd a great point. pick this guy instead or, of that guy. Or how that about college the football? Entire, that, that changes the fate of franchises. The Jazz drafted, uh, what was his name, Lopez? Raul Lopez. Raul Lo- instead, instead of, of Tony Parker? How about how about college football coaches, Gordon? Uh, just to to bring something relevant, like you did the the profile on Jordan Love. What was that two years ago? How many schools recruited him out of high school? One, uh, one. I mean, how many college coaches out there are looking around, going, "Boy, I missed on that dude." Yeah. Man, he could have made a huge difference. Or or Alex mm-hmm. Smith, for that matter, when he was going yeah. number one in the NFL draft. How many, you know. Uh, well, California schools or Mountain West schools or whatever were like, whoa, boy, we should have picked up on him, huh? What was the worst coaching hire of all time? Was it Jerry Faust at Notre Dame? Sure. Hey, the Notre Dame hired him straight out of high school. He was a high school coach. 
Boy, the worst. Are, are we talking college coaching hire of all time, a, or any, pro, any, or or any, whatever? Any, whatever? Anywhere that has hired Isaiah Thomas to be their coach. Correct. Good point. <laughs> anywhere. Or what? What? Uh, what's his bozo from Michigan that made it ten minutes with the Cavs? Uh, Beeline. Oh, John Beeline. <laughs> Good call. No, I meant slugs. Wait, I meant wait slugs. a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Did you call him a bozo? Well, yeah, he's uh, you know a little bozo there. Yeah, right. What about the 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 bowls with John or not John with Jim Boylan? Jim Boylan, yeah. Jim Boylan is still currently employed, actually. Well, yeah, for not for long, right? I don't know. Uh, don't come here once every two years and start ripping Jim. Wasn't I'll rip wasn't, Jim if I want. wasn't uh, Buck Johnson the head coach of the Lakers for a, <laughs> for a hot second before he they they came to their senses and were like, whoa, this isn't going to work. <laughs> kind of like his stint as uh, as president of the Lakers. Whoa, this this isn't going to work. <laughs> How about sometimes you have good reasons for making a decision. But it just doesn't work out. Think about Nick Saban in the NFL. You know what? Worst, we're, well, yeah, that didn't, that didn't work out. Didn't so well. work out. How about, Bowler uh, knows all about that. With with all due respect, how about uh, USC hiring Rick Majerus? Because that lasted what, Gordon? Twenty four hours? Yeah, that didn't. That didn't. Uh, yeah, that didn't endure. Endure. <laughs> Uh, what about the Cavs uh, letting Carlos Boozer not sign that contract till tomorrow? Oh yeah, do you think? Yeah, what was the name of the the the, the owner at the time? Gordon Gund. Gordon Gund. <laughs> you think if he had to do that over again, he'd ah, say, "We'll you know do what? it tomorrow. We're not gonna we're not gonna let you out of that deal, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna hold you to that. We're gonna hold you to that. How about uh, how about Portland going with Sam Bowie? Oh. I bet they, I bet they'd do that again. Yeah. Or Portland going with Greg Oden. How about would Atlanta still make the trade knowing what we know about Trey Young and Luka Doncic? That's actually an interesting one because Trey Young's really good. I mean, he's a lot better than I thought he'd be, but Doncic, a lot of people, like we're going to have David on for an hour uh, coming up tomorrow, David Locke, Locke included. A lot of people think he's generational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. True. It's it's just, I mean, there are so many people that in hindsight are probably kicking themselves because their jobs are on the line, you know, and you make a mistake that could cost you dearly, cost your your franchise dearly, cost your fans. A lot of pressure on these things, Gordo. A lot oh. of pressure. And it's easy for us, of course, to armchair quarterback, but, you know, there's a lot of time, effort, money, resources that goes into these decisions, and people expect to, uh, you to get it right. And not everybody can be right. It's just that there are some really egregious cases. And that one, uh, what was the reason they said they didn't draft Jordan was because they had Clyde Dress? Yeah, they did duplication. Mm. Yeah. That just, just, we're talking about the best basketball player to ever live. And you decided to go with somebody who didn't work out. Yeah, Houston always gets a pass because Hakeem was awesome, right? But not as good as Jordan. If Hakeem did yeah. not win two titles, do you think people would, would view that differently? Uh, probably. He was such a great player, though. I mean. It took Jordan it, being out of the league to win that first one. 
We have a uh, we have a tweeter coming in uh, saying Gordon wishes he wouldn't have stolen T-shirts at the studio. Oh, it was more than T-shirts, my friend. Actually, there were no consequences for that. All, the, only, the only consequence was having to listen to you guys make fun of me for it. Well, there's also a surveillance video out there too. Well, yeah, but that, as I said, it was <laughs> that was not even a conscious decision on my part. It was someone telling me, instructing me to do something that that I oh, I guess there was a miscommunication. The apparel was stacked was so a, high, Gordon couldn't even see over it. it He's waddling out the it, door. It was a miscommunication, not a mistake. Mm-hmm. If I had actually stolen the gear, then that would have been a mistake. But I didn't. So you would do that again? Yeah, it was a relief, actually, because I, I wouldn't, I didn't, it wasn't, I, I was just going to give it away anyway. Then why take it? The Robin Hood of T-shirts. Yeah, why take it then? Why not leave it for somebody else? Somebody else that actually works there. Because I thought they were giving it to me. I thought they expected me to take it. Three hundred dollars worth of clothes. That's stacked (laughs) three feet high. Here you go, Gordon. Hey, Gordon, I just I just arm robbed a Nordstrom, and I'd like you to have some of the booty. I didn't want it. I, I I don't know what to tell you, but I didn't want it. But why I, take it then? Because I it, it's like it, it's like turning down you know dinner or something. Somebody gives you something, it's rude to say no. I was living on ramen and a prayer at the time. <laughs> I could have used some extra clothes. Could have left it for me. Wasn't it for the entire station? <laughs> it was. It was like everything in the store that uh, that they wanted us to look at and say a golf shirt would be great, or a pullover, or a sweatshirt, etc. Yeah. So there was like fifteen articles ah. of clothing for everybody to look like. Hey, what should we put the logo on? And and Gordon's like, oh, I guess that that they brought all of that for me. Yeah. I don't want it anyway. That makes it worse. It was kind of presumptuous on my part. That, that makes it way giving, worse. You could at least say you dearly needed it. I, I, I'm sorry. That's what I thought they were doing. <laughs> I thought they were giving it to me. And and the fact that they, that the HR person called me and said, hey, have you seen some stuff? When they, they already had their surveillance video, so they were trying to get me to see if I would lie and say, oh, no, I haven't seen that. I, I mean, I, it was it was a burden. It wasn't a blessing. <laughs> it's a burden. You try carrying six hundred dollars worth I of mean, clothes my to the car. Back hurt afterwards. I mean, it was a I, burden. I had to sneak with it too. It wasn't just an easy walk. Uh, it was it was a, a considerable stack of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more big show coming up for you straight ahead. Don't forget, uh, Bowler joins us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. I want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. The no residue method continues to lead the industry in cleaning technology to date. No other method has been proven to outclean Zero Res. Call 801-288-9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.
we would be playing for the four or five seed on the final night of the season for home court advantage to play the Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs was my whole theory. Um, that probably is not true because Houston had kind of hit the tank a little bit and was having all sorts of problems. And I'm not sure they were totally recovering from those problems. I thought Houston would, if I have my numbers right, I thought Houston would probably jump to three, Denver, Utah, four or five. Oklahoma City six, Dallas seven, then you know Memphis and New Orleans eight. Um, so I'm not. So what I think probably is we would have been playing, um, you know, maybe as much as for three four, um, which I'm not sure would have been a huge difference. Um, and maybe we would have been. For all we know, we would have been trying. If Houston continued to have problems, for all we know, we would have had a fast with Denver, where each team was losing to try to not play the Rockets in the first round of the playoffs. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We have the Nod Sports Report coming up at 4.50. Bowler at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. That was David Locke on, to, on with Hanson Scotty earlier today talking about how the Jazz were playing. And as this season uh, comes you know, down the home stretch, Gordon, if it ever does, you know how they were looking going into the playoff picture. And that was certainly an optimistic look from David Locke. But it was starting to get really interesting, Gordon, before everything t- came to an abrupt halt. I mean, even looking at that game that was about to go down against Oklahoma City, that was a critical showdown with the Thunder. No doubt about that. And because of the Jazz had been so had been hot and cold over certain stretches, more hot than they were cold, but we did see some periods of slides. We needed more evidence. These these final 18 games would have been, as you said, really, really fascinating in preparation for the playoffs. And I don't know. It's hard to draw a conclusion. Well, you know, the, that's what made this year so funny, and we were we were getting at this a little bit yesterday with the, the winning streaks and the losing streaks. The Jazz, as they sit right now, are not that much different than they have been over the past two years, right? I mean, uh, just bringing it up, they were sitting in the fourth spot. Uh, they were one game ahead of Oklahoma City, was sitting at five, a game and a half back of Denver at three. I mean, that's, as David was alluding to, that's a fairly advantageous position. Um, you know, they were a ways behind the Lakers, but the Lakers were playing so well. But not really a whole lot different than the previous two years, yet it, it felt like it was worse. Is that is that what expectation does? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, w- I would say that's an accurate way of saying it. Because forty-one and twenty-three was pretty good. That's not right. bad. I mean, that's that that is a good team. Four spot in the West. That that's a good team. Now, how they got there was weird with the streaks. It was so strange, but they still got there, uh, and that's that's not a bad record going into the playoffs. It was just weird how the the, the season felt so different. Do you think a lot of that was the fact that it took Mike Conley a long time to really find his place? Yes, I think that's a big part of it. And people weren't used to seeing some of the defensive lapses that the Jazz suffered. Well, here's the thing is it it was our fault, Gordon. I'll, we'll take the blame. It was our fault because and we saw it, right? You wrote columns about this. What was missing from those previous editions of the Jazz? More fi- firepower, more shooting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, a point guard 
that could run Quinn Snyder's offense how it was supposed to be run. Somebody right. with more of a consistent outside shot than Ricky Rubio, who in hindsight especially did a did a fine job holding down that spot. But we thought that there could be it could be taken to a different level. So you add add a player like Mike Conley, you add a player like Bogdanovich, and it seems to the the puzzle pieces seem to fit together, right? Well well there. They've solved their problem. The sky's the limit. And the truth is it was just never, never going to be that simple. <laughs> that that pretty much wraps up the entire season right there. And, and the reality was exactly that. And that's why it would have been interesting to see this regular season come to a conclusion because we w- it would have been more conclusive. And who knows, once the playoffs starts, Jake, you and I have talked about this, once – once that happens, it's a matter of matchups. And you know, at that point, whether you're four, whether you're five, whether you're three, whatever you are, it depends on what you're going up against and how you have specific matchups against that kind of opponent. Now, if they had faced Denver in the first round, uh, or if you know, what whatever, however this turns out, what what do you make of that? Because we saw some games where there were some there was some promising information coming to us about what the Jazz might have been able to do over stretches against that team, but there were also some stretches uh, not so promising. And, that, and and I think that matchup, even though a lot of people like that matchup versus saying have to go up against the Rockets again or or somebody like that, that that the Jazz might may have struggled against that team. And the Rockets are what made this Western Conference race so fascinating, right? Because they had this grand experiment where they were going to basically have Russell Westbrook be their center for all intents and purposes because he was going to do nothing but shoot around the basket. And then you were going to switch everything and create mismatches for everyone else and then let James Harden do his thing. It was this grand experiment. It was going to be fascinating to see if it worked because nobody wanted to match up against that in the the first round, you know? And so it— would the Jazz have beaten Denver? That's that's the hard part about this year is at times when the Jazz were really clicking, which you could argue was with or without Mike Conley, absolutely they could have beat Denver. What was but their at their worst, they were the – uh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look it you up. Remember that game when the Nuggets beat the Jazz and it, it, it just seemed like a real punch to the gut for them? I, I, I don't know how that would have gone. I mean, it seems like that's the matchup that most people think was the most favorable for the Jazz, but I think that Nuggets team was was fairly formidable. Not like the Lakers, not like the Clippers, but still no no pushover. Oh, I would have th- I would have thought the Thunder would have been the best matchup for the Jazz in the first round, or maybe Dallas if they could have climbed up the standings a little bit. Uh, I liked Oklahoma City's um, story this year, and I think they were overachievers. But when it comes down to playoffs, everything's kind of equal, right? Um, or, or you know, streakiness and that sort of thing, and it comes down to matchups, and uh, usually overachieving teams meet their match in the playoffs because you play the same team over and over again. I would have taken the Jazz against the Thunder. Well, we're beaming this up in the big on the big screen in our brains right now, but uh, I, I wonder how the Mike Conley factor would have come into play in the postseason because it seemed like he was trending in the right direction. And with his experience and what he's been able to do in the past, that would have been fascinating to see the positive effect he would have had on the Jazz. I presume that it would have been a positive effect. Uh, I guess we'll never know, at least not the way things are looking right now. 
Well, we'll see. Uh, of course, and you know, even if it does start back up, Gordon, it's a different ball game. I mean, it's it's a different time. It's <laughs> you know, wounds heal. For example, uh, one thing we've brought up with our our daily assist uh, guests is, you know, this whole what was the probably the biggest NBA storyline of the year was uh, was uh, load management, right? Now, if they start back up again at some point, throw all that out the window. All that load management didn't make one bit of difference. The Clippers might have played their guys all year long. Now it's a matter of who can get in shape the fastest. Well, I mean, how much does that benefit LeBron James, who who's got so yeah. much, uh, you know, wear on the tires? He gets a few months off and then gets to come back fresh. That's one of the things that would have been would be most interesting if the season did start up again. Is what what would they look like? I mean, because we're used to a certain level of fitness. I wonder. I wonder if some guys would be having to. You talk about load management, having to to. to it's almost like a hockey team on line shifts. I think it would put the Jazz at a bit of a disadvantage, and and here's why: it has nothing to do with health. It has everything to do with it was starting to work. It was starting to click. It was starting to sink. And we talked to Mike Conley about this uh, last week, Gordon, where he asked if it was frustrating because it ended when it was starting to work. He said it was frustrating because he started to feel it. They'd have to almost go back to square one, probably not square well, one, but it, no. you, you would lose all that momentum that they needed to gain to get because that was going to be. That was going to be the make or break for the Jazz season, in my opinion, this year. Was Did it work with Mike Conley? If they got him going, boy, they could be really, really dangerous. If they didn't, it was either going to be a first or a second round exit again. Well, they would lose momentum, but they wouldn't lose knowledge that uh, that Mike Conley had, a, had accrued over his experiences and so but this was experience on the floor right i mean this was timing and and yeah. this was knowing where to be when and how uh rudy liked you to play the screen and roll defensively to put him in the best position you know all these these weird things that it takes time to get used to right but do you think he's forgotten that now well, like anything else, I mean, Gordon, you take a few months off the old golf game and the, the first few swings <laughs> when you come back is not so good, right? Yeah, but he has – he now understands where players want the ball and how they want the ball and how the Jazz do their business. Early on, he looked unsure, and that caused him to to be uncertain at times on the floor, and you could see it in his play. Well, to quote uh, G.I. Joe, Gordon, knowing is how, mu- how much of the battle? I don't know. You don't know, Mm-mm. so we get a, we get run ye chicken fat run, and now you don't you don't know a GI Joe reference. GI Joe, what what was the percentage? I don't know. Knowing is what is what part of the battle? But, 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 uh, half the battle. Half the battle. <laughs> knowing is, is half said? the battle. The other half is doing. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so we would have had half the half of it down. Then we'd have to go out and do it. Doesn't so, he, but before he didn't know it. How many references do we get to like fifties and sixties TV shows where Gordon's like, "I can't believe you guys don't know that. How do you not <laughs> know this?" Throw out a GI Joe reference, which not only is from the eighties, but also has had multiple movies made about it recently. <laughs> and no, I get nothing. Half the battle. <laughs> I don't know everything because that's what they said. They said, "Now you know." And knowing is half the battle. What about Next blank? Thing, it's what's for dinner. You know that one? <laughs> Next thing I'm going to be quoting one Adam 12 or something, you know, or something from uh, the Twilight Zone.
All right. What's Boomer? one Adam 12? Or Adam 12 is the name of the show. It was a police drama huh. on television. Any good? Way back in the day. Starring Abe Vigoda? Uh, no, it had that one guy, Martin somebody. What Let me guess. Name? It was black and white. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. It might have been right at that time when they were switching. Was this uh, was it uh, starring uh, Ronnie Reagan before he got into politics? <laughs> no. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the Adams family and uh, the Munsters? Uh huh. Do you remember my mother, the car? No. Do you remember? Okay, we don't need to do this exercise. Uh, <laughs> do the... you remember? Hey, do you remember Route sixty six? Do you remember GI Joe Gordon? Because that's way more recent and relevant. I, I didn't really mess with G.I. Joe a whole lot. I think I... No, I didn't, because that was a full-size doll, right? No, I didn't have that. I didn't. Full-size uh, doll? Didn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, G.I. Joe, uh, these G. Action, G. Joe they were action like... figures, and it was a TV show. <laughs> yeah, but G.I. Joe... Was it a full-size doll? It wasn't my buddy. <laughs> they, were, they were action figures. Yeah, but wasn't it like the size of like a Barbie doll? No! No, no, it was, it was a not. little. It was a little army men. No, it was a little, a little bigger than that. Wolves? How? How were we? It was probably between the the size of a Ninja Turtle action figure and a Barbie. <laughs> See, but I it wasn't a full size. I don't. I I'd say it was maybe <laughs> life size GI Joe. It was maybe what coming five, to a Christmas tree near you. Five inches tall, four inches tall, sure. like a normal action figure. <laughs> I, I wasn't into GI Joe. But the Adam 12 action figures, now that's No, where, that, you know. that was a TV show. There wasn't a... So was G.I. Joe! <laughs> <laughs> I never... <laughs> I never oh. watched the TV show G.I. Joe. And what I never watched the TV show Adam 12. Or My Mom's a Car? Or whatever you're talking about? <laughs> My Mother the Car. How about Dobie Gillis? Do you remember All that? All right. Do you remember, do you remember Gidget? Coming up next. The, do you remember the Flying Nun? The Not Sports Report straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Not that old. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Wherever there's trouble, G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe, American hero. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra, the enemy. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <sighs> How did you even do that? I don't know. I just attached the wrong email, Austin. I just attached the wrong file. From a year ago. From a year ago. It's all in the same place. No. <sighs> all right. It is time for the <laughs> Not Sports Port brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Hold on. Gordon, Jake just sent us the schedule for the week for last year. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Good. I attached the wrong schedule, okay, Austin? As if you never made a mistake or multiple. <laughs> Leave me alone. I've had oh, a, I've funny. had a, oh man, I've had a rough oh, morning. Anyway, go uh, ahead, Gordon. Well, today uh, uh, we're staying right here in the uh, U.S. of A. Okay. This is a follow-up on something that we talked about, that we mentioned earlier uh, a month or so ago, but. Uh, 
Uh, let me read this headline. It says uh, America has never embraced bidets, but the toilet paper shortage is changing that. So apparently, for whatever reason, Americans have long been reluctant to, uh, you know, to, to use bidets, to have them installed in their homes. But now, because of the, the TP shortage, people are buying these, I guess, and installing them in their homes to, uh, to, to, uh, to have that experience instead of having to be dependent, so dependent on whatever the TP manufacturers are delivering to the local stores. Now, I've never had a bidet, but apparently some of these are pretty fancy. Let me see. <laughs> it says here there's a, there's a certain brand that's being offered now that uh, apparently offers a more pleasant bathroom experience. It says, according to this article... Uh, this this particular bidet came out in 1980, but now not only does it have a heated water feature, it also heats the seat, dries your butt, and deodorizes the toilet bowl, too. And some models even have more features like music that plays in order to hide uh, any audibles that might be apparent to anybody who's outside the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and now over to the news desk with Gordon Monson. <laughs> so, Jake, if you were going to pick a kind of music to... Uh, <laughs> what is, what's the right kind of music for that kind of activity? A good sturdy polka. <laughs> oh, man. Now, I mean, heated water... Uh, a heated seat, and a, apparently a blow dry. <laughs> I don't know what goes on with all that? Because I've never had one. <laughs> but, but apparently this is available. Uh, do you think this is a good idea? Well, you know, whatever people want to do in their own bathrooms is fine with me, Gordon. I don't judge. Do you let people in your bathroom? Are you real particular about your own space? What are you asking me? If if somebody comes to visit my house, can they use my bathroom? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the one that's that you use, usually. <laughs> I don't know what you're asking me here. Like in the master bathroom. Which yeah. is the a normal bathroom at my house. Just because, in the hallway. Because I don't, you know, live in a mansion. <laughs> that we have one bathroom on our upper floor and one bathroom in our basement. And yes, if you come over to my house and you need to use the bathroom, you can use my bathroom. Okay. Do you know the Gordon bidets? hands his I, gifts I'm a not, map. I'm not Scrooge McDuck. I don't have 25 bathrooms <laughs> where I could just carve one out and be like, you know what? This is mine. I wish I had the luxury of having I, I, enough loose in my house where I could say, you know what? You can't use this. This is mine. But no, I live on this planet. It's got a thumbprint entry. Only you <laughs> <Right>. have access. <laughs> I don't like it when people go into my bathroom. I, I, they, How nice for you to have that luxury. <laughs> I, occasionally they do, but I prefer that for my... I have a friend who will not let anyone in his personal bathroom. Not even his wife. She goes in a different bathroom. 
But days uh, were invented in the 17th century. Did you realize that? Marie Antoinette owned the bidet trimmed in red, apparently. It's almost interesting. <laughs> does, does Austin, do you know, have you ever used a bidet? You, you know my answer to this. I'm a long-time bidet <laughs> user, but you do whatever you'd like to do with your personal time there, do you, friend. Do you, do, you, do you like it? Love would it. You recommend, would you recommend it to our listeners? Highly, highly recommend it. It'll change your life and save you a lot of money and time. What's so good about it? I'll I'll draw you a picture later, <laughs> a before and after if you'd like. I don't. They're clean. I've used one before. I mean, if you really want warm water, shoot. Uh, uh, now you, that that feature you mentioned, <laughs> that would be a nice adjustment. Yeah, because sometimes well, people some people drink coffee in the morning to wake up. I just uh, <laughs> never mind. You got old faithful. It's cold, going yeah, man. <laughs> It's like the polar bear challenge up at Camp Newfork. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to get to Greg Bullerjack. I think that, Jake, we need to emphasize this. This may be a way out of our, our, of our shortage. Oh, everybody or go the out segment. Get... <laughs> go out and get yourself a New low. Is it like, does it feel like taking a shower? <laughs> Austin, you're right. I, I was trying to go to break, so he he stopped me from going to break for what exactly? Because you want to make more jokes about this? No, that sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? It's enough potty humor from you, Gordon. I, I don't I don't know why Americans have never adopted this. Apparently, over in Europe, it's it's what they typically do. Bowler <sighs> next. It's the big show. <laughs> Let's ask him if he's got one of these. I, you know, I mean, this is like walking through a car wash. I mean, what's it feel like? Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. <laughs> I mean, this is like a garden hose. <laughs> Bowler next. It's the big show. Stay tuned. <laughs> 97.5, 1280 The Zone.